The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Welcome to Mind Body Pause with Charlie Kale. Holistic living for you and your animals. You found your happy place to nurture your connection to animals with enlightening information from the innovators who make their world a better place. This is Mind Body Pause on Empower Radio. Now, here's your host, fellow animal lover, Charlie Kale. Hi. Welcome to Mind Body Pause, holistic living for you and your animals. This is show number six, Healing Trauma Through Trust with Sarah Jane Farrell. Thank you so much for being here. I'm Charlie Kale, mom to two dogs and three cats, broadcaster and Reiki practitioner in San Francisco at Energy Healing for People and Paws. I do distant healings as well as in-person appointments for people and animals because energy transcends space and time. And there is more about all of that at charliekale.com, C-H-A-R-L. L-Y-K-A-Y-L-E.com. This is your safe place to honor animals, where we'll nurture our connection to them mentally, emotionally, physically, and spiritually. My goal is to dispel myths, bring about awareness, enlightenment, even uncover scams that cost you in the wealth and health of your animals. And one of the things that stops health in its tracks is trauma. For us, as well as our animals, When dealing with the effects of trauma, we can't trust. And without trust, we can't love as fully and completely. And how many of us have shelter animals who've been through all sorts of trauma? Well, here to the rescue, it's the Trust Doctor, a medical intuitive, love warrior, and animal communicator. Sarah Jane Farrell is an integrative functional medicine practitioner at AccessYourTrueNature.com, AccessYourTrueNature.com, currently living in Johannesburg area of South Africa, which means she's up really, really late right now. Her medicine is part intuitive wisdom, part psychotherapy with a solid background in alternative healing modalities, traditional Chinese medicine, pragmatic equine psychology, science-based nutrition, and body-mind medicine. She empowers self-aware, highly sensitive people and animals to move through trauma and learn to trust so they can go from stressed, anxious, and depressed to calm, clear, and fully expressed. And she's often called the White Sangoma, part medicine woman, part science geek. Hello, Sarah Jane Farrell. (laughs) Hello, Charlie. What a wonderful introduction. And thank you for having me. It's just, it's just so great to be here with you. The White Sangoma. It's quite an (laughs) honor. It is. It is. Everyone in in my neighborhood knows. And um, it's, it's, it's quite useful, actually, at times. 
to oh, uh, have that status, but yeah, it's all good. So we all have some trauma in our lives affecting how we relate to others. And animals just tend to bring that more to the surface and exhibit that a little bit more openly. And as you know, so many animals go unadopted in the shelters Mm -hmm. because that trauma stops them from being able to trust another human. How do we even start to help them heal? Yeah, that's such a great question. And you're right. We all all come in with trauma, trauma from past lives, trauma from even being born as a trauma. True. Um, Yeah. So there's a lot of different types of trauma. But what we were going to speak to today is, is really that. How do you get an animal to trust after it's been abused by people? And back to a place where they can create peace and calm. And the beautiful thing about using the trust process, which is something that I've developed, and it's, I always say if it's not simple, it's not the trust process, is that because we want to help our animals to heal and be peaceful and calm and happy and healthy, when we do that for them, we actually heal in the process. So it's a beautiful win-win. And, and I always laugh because... Animal, people often bring their animals to see me because of some behavioral issue or some trust issue or some health issue that's going on. And when they get there, the dog or the cat's like, thank goodness, now it's up to you, fix my person. So It's so true. I mean, it? we often, an animal is in our lives for a reason. And so mm-hmm. often they are mirroring the way we handle our own trauma within ourselves. And they're trying to help us heal by exhibiting the effects of the trauma that they've been through. But mm-hmm. that's probably getting a little deeper than, <laughs> than <laughs> we want to start with. But so true. I want to hear more about the trust process. Your, um, your simplified, as you said, trust process. Yeah. Yeah, well, it's really, really easy. I mean, I've always had had this this dream, and I know we share that where all animals are treated with mindful regard, and that the only way that we can do that is to to trust ourselves that we're enough for our animals. So I created this through a process of looking at trust rather than fear motivation with animals that that do present with behavioral issues or, you know, are wary of people. And it really is a mindfulness practice that is shared between the person and their animal. And in the first stages, this connection just builds a core bond of trust and confidence in each other, which can then develop and extend to other areas of, of their lives. So when that relationship shifts, from fear to trust, all those overreactions where they're kind of hypervigilant all the time, or you see it in horses that have been broken, the, the way that they use the old way of breaking horses, where they learn that learned helplessness. We see this in um, animals that have been in circuses and been asked to perform tricks and things that they just, they give up hope. They, they just... They just are a shell of of their being. Their soul is just so shut down and their zones are collapsed. So I really want as many people to have this as possible. And um, if you, you know, if you're a volunteer or you're in a, in a rescue or a sanctuary or a shelter, please let me know because I, I offer this for free for volunteers because I want them to be able to take that into shelter situations where sometimes they feel like they can't bear the pain of the animals. And it really is so empowering because as I said earlier, you are imparting trust to say you can be peaceful. You can rest here. I've got you. 
And when we do that for them, we just feel so calm and peaceful and blissed out. And it's a beautiful way of building trust because every time you you practice it, even if you do it for two minutes a day, it's not like you have to go back and start all over again. You build on the trust every single time. The animal just gets lower and lower and lower. And you do Reiki. So you you know what I mean when I say they come down. You literally are taking them their nervous system from this hypervigilant on state to a place where they they kind of get really tired and then they can't keep their eyes open and then they lie down and then they they just check out and you can lift them up and it's just like their eyes sometimes are open but there's there's nobody there because they're in this deep REM healing state. And imagine if you were an animal that was abused, Tali, and you woke up and the people that you had associated that trauma with were still there. You'd have to completely start learning. It's what I call realization learning to then start to look at, wow, I can change that story now because I've been shown a different way. So it's a beautiful process and, wow. and one that even children can use, which is, is lovely because they just kind of get this a lot quicker than we do. Oh, my goodness. You're so right. <laughs> We're talking with Sarah Jane Farrell, known as the trust doctor and mm-hmm. integrative functional medicine practitioner at accessyourtruenature.com. That's accessyourtruenature.com. So children are do tend to be more open because they haven't been beaten down. It hasn't all been beaten out of them in society just yet. Mm. Yeah. So you find that they work very well with it. Don't animals tend to start to trust them at times more easily than adults? Absolutely. I think because they're so open and innocent, I mean, they always say that a dog can smell a bad person Mm, (laughs) or a person that doesn't have good intent. And I think that, that, that children come with that sort of wide-eyed wonder and innocence and they, and they connect because remember when we come into the world, our first line of communication is nonverbal. It's all about energy. So like you said, when that energy um, of that child hasn't been programmed or, or trained out of just being in their true nature, the animals sense that, that that's a safe place for them. If you've got a child that's been pulling and tugging on a dog and hurting it, then obviously that's going to bring up a different idea about that child. Oh, but that's generally, true. I, yeah, but generally I just think that, um, you know, when we want to, f- want to do the feeling, we're listening from a felt sense, not from an intellectual listening. And I think that's also why children get this so quickly and get any kind of sort of energy or animal communication so easily before they're kind of told, probably like you and me, that we were way too woo and way too out there and um, far too sensitive and you couldn't speak to rocks and trees and inanimate objects or, or animals. Right. <laughs> um, but uh, I think that, I, you know, I don't believe that there's anything, there's such a thing as a bad animal. In the whole of my life, I, I have never seen an animal that that is a bad animal. I just think they're completely misunderstood because we intellectualize and compartmentalize things into meaning making. And they are, as you said, just totally present all the time. They're present with the energy of what is. So if they're afraid, they show fear. If they're, if they are um, in pain, they show pain. 
And, you know, if an animal can't lift up their foot because their foot is sore and you're asking them to lift up their foot, when you can, can use the trust process to say, I sense that there's something going on here, then you can start to understand why the animal can't lift up their foot and then help them to, to do whatever they need doing, whether that's chiropractic or um, working on, on acupuncture or meridian points. You can hear what they're asking. And if they can, they're always going to, to please you and, and want to do what you are asking. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. You're so right. Animals don't think to themselves, oh, you're a jerk. So I'm just going to do the opposite yeah. of what you say. They're exactly. not like we are. So exactly. what would a basic step be in the trust process that everyone can do with their animals? Well, the first thing is that that what I've understood is that the, the peace of mind is the only way to build a relationship. And when you can help another being be peaceful, then the great byproduct of that is trust and confidence. So what, what I teach in the, in the beginning stages of, of the trust process is the mindful regard, which is the ability to be still enough in your mind in a state of listening, in that feeling listening or regard for the other, other one's feelings. And it sounds complicated, but it's, it really is as simple as just slowing down your thinking. So it's different to meditation where, where you're, you're thinking in the process. But it's really about slowing the thinking down and bringing our energy levels down. Because high energy, I mean, there's nothing faster than the speed of thinking, is there? Right. Yeah. So when we have high levels of thinking, it produces feelings and some of those those extremes like anger or frustration get the animal into into a sense of worrying about something because we're generating a feeling of worry or we're generating a feeling of anger or chaos. Yeah, total chaos. I mean, can you imagine, especially our animals that live close to us all the time? how beautiful it is, a space for us to just be in that place of no thinking because all they're used to is, is going at 40,000 thoughts a minute with us and, and they don't often know what to do with all of that, which is where we see them taking on, on as you said, our, as mirrors, they'll take on our, our disease or our imbalances or our, our anger or our frustration. And then we have a cat that starts peeing. I once had a, a client who um, brought her little French boxer in to see me because he'd started peeing in the corner of her kitchen. 
And when I had a communication with the dog and I said, what's going on? Because they'd taken him to the vets and there was nothing wrong with him. He said, well, that's the place where his, where his person gets beaten. And her husband had been beating her up in the kitchen. So she, he was expressing that fear for her by peeing in the corner of the kitchen to say, you need to look at the fear and get some support which she thankfully did after we had a couple of sessions. Um, She was able to leave her husband in that abusive situation. But it's just amazing when you can just replace, you know, replace that busyness with stillness. Then you can have that heart-to-heart connection. And and I'm sure that you've felt that when you're working on on an animal or a person's body with Reiki and you're having that... um, almost um, gestalting where you're feeling everything that's going on in that person's body. It's amazing. It, it, it is. It's totally amazing. The heart connection yeah. is so mind blowing and it just sometimes brings tears to my eyes. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, so touching on the one thing you were just mentioning, how hard is that if a client has come to you and you've got to tell them something very difficult that they probably don't want to admit to, to you? Mm. Yeah. Um, kindness and compassion are, are key. And I think, I think being able to create again, that sense of safety, especially when you're working with trauma and, and, dissociated states where people are so disconnected from their bodies or the animal is so disconnected from their bodies. Obviously we need to, to create a sense of, of safety for them to be able to be, for them to be able to be held. And I think that's where the permission part comes in, you know, before you start creating that present moment and creating that atmosphere and sharing that stillness. So you're talking Um, about holding this space and, and you're talking about from our heart. Before you're talking physically hold, holding them, correct? Absolutely. No no physical touching, but really just a, a space where they feel safe. And I think that's what's so important, especially when you're working with trauma, is, is to know how, how to handle the different types of attachment that may come up. A lot of people are avoidant and they check out. Um, and a lot of people become um, very, they, their zone collapses even more. So that's the same thing that happens with animals when their zones collapsed is that they're not in their body. When you've had shock and trauma, um, either physical or emotional or, or mental trauma that's happened to the body, and pain's another big one, we dissociate from the physical body. So we, the infinite being, are out of the body and we watch the body being abused. So even at death, a lot of people think that we need to be out of our bodies to pass to transition. And what the animals have shown me is that we need that vital life force energy to be in embodied. So we need to bring the being back into the body before we can even start working on trust or, or start working with the trauma. Wow. And I think back to my little um, my little Brooklyn. He's a Chihuahua Terrier mix, and when we adopted him, he was the one labeled unadoptable on the file mm-hmm. that they were going to speed up euthanasia. They said this dog can't be adopted; he can't be brought out in public. And yes, he had his eyes had checked out. He he mm-hmm. his eyes were vacant. Oh, I get choked up thinking about oh, that. Oh, I and, know. Uh, 
And you're right, because I wanted to love it out of him, love all the trauma out of him and kiss him and spooch him. And, and he just, just, just kind of took it like a zombie. And mm. intuitively, I realized that that wasn't right. And so instead, we would just like let him be with us no matter what we were doing and trying to be as calm as possible and know that normal life was okay was safe was calm and and that's what slowly brought him out not the kissing you know i just wanted to yeah. hug it out of him and love it out of him but it just <laughs> you're right that doesn't work yeah and I, I mean it's so beautiful and we do we want them to we want them to feel loved and and when i look at him now with you he's just he's got the happiest <laughs> smiliest shiniest eyes so whatever you did um you know i think that's the, the other thing to remember too is that innately we're we're wired we're wired for connection. We're wired for compassion and we're wired for touch. And it's got, and I think the big, the key point of all of this is to go at the pace of the animal, which is what you did. It's one of the P's of the, of the trust process is that patience and the persistence to not go at the, at the speed of the mind, but to go at the pace of your own body or your own animal, your animal's body, because the body is the last body of our of all our bodies and heads and countenances and endeavors to hold onto the memory the cellular memory of trauma it gets trapped in our tissues oh it so does. yeah so and another thing was patience because it took nine mm -hmm. months before yep. he was willing to come out from under the bed if anyone else came in the house uh, so and then and now he goes up on stage and MCs <laughs> events and he looks He's out amazing. The crowd. <laughs> oh, it's, so, I mean, it's, it's just proof that yes, they can come from what seems like you know the the shell mm -hmm. of an animal or person, um, yeah. because of course this happens in people too. Uh, but Absolutely. yes, we can all come back through trust and love and patience. So, you were saying pace is one of the foundation blocks of the trust process that we can yeah. all do is match the animal's pace and be patient with them, not overdo one way or the other. Don't put them in seclusion and don't over, don't smother them with love. What's another thing we can all do? Yeah. So present moments so creating that atmosphere like you did of just sharing that stillness with with him and letting him do his own thing but knowing that that he was safe is the first the first part of that is taking your mind down and I, and again i think this is what's so beautiful and i get all choked up when when i just keep remembering what incredible teachers they are to to teach us how to be present and to teach us how to be calm and get out of our minds. You know, we're so in our minds, we forget we have this beautiful animal body that's carrying us and wants to experience the, the beautiful things that physical we can only do in the physical. And so the pace is the second one. And then, as you said, the persistence. So just being persistent, you know, and imagine, you know, just imagining like if, if you were an animal, would you trust people if they'd hurt you? Well, as people, we don't trust people when they hurt us. And we all have Absolutely. trauma at various points in our life and, mm -hmm. and past lives as well that come through with this. We're talking with Sarah Jane Farrell, known as the Trust Doctor, and you can find out more at accessyourtruenature.com. That's accessyourtruenature.com. Um, so another thing 
that is important is to not keep talking about their past trauma over and over and over to everyone that you meet when you introduce them. You don't want to introduce them as an injured being, but as how how would you suggest that everything gets framed in the positive while still mentioning yes they're they're a shelter animal because you want awareness out there that they can come from a place of trauma and be brought about to being the little social being they are now oh, exactly and i'm so glad that you mentioned that because this is again it's something that we do without much mindful regard because we talk as if the animal can't hear us or understand <laughs> us. And, and they hear every word we say. Um, I once had a woman who, who had a, a terrier very similar to you, your baby. And she said, oh, he'd been diagnosed with shaking white syndrome, which is quite p- common, uh, a neurological disease in, in those little terriers. And, of course, it wasn't the case. Every time she would tell people that he was on death row and, you know, it was the 11th hour and there was so so much wrong with him and he was going to be euthanized, this dog's eyes just got huge and he'd start <laughs> shaking. So when we corrected the conversation and what we were spelling into being through our words, which, are, which they translate as an energy that's very heavy, they don't like that heavy energy. So how do you change it? You acknowledge just how brave and strong and brilliant they are to have come so far, and you always talk in the present. Yes. In the present tense. That's it. I think we get so attached to our stories, and then we buy our stories, and our stories make us sick. And tired. You know, if you're saying I'm tired and or oh, I'm so right. tired, you feel tireder. But they just look at, oh, I just want to play. And you're going, oh, but I'm so tired. And then you wonder why your dog looks depressed because he's taking on your tiredness. So I think it's so important um, to just stay in the present moment. And and I think breath, Charlie, Charlie is such a, a, an important part of that. You know, when we kind of wanting to relax, that we we notice that we take a, take slower breaths and we tune into our heart and our heart slows down and our energy comes down and they love that. And cats are brilliant at showing that. You, you're two beautiful babes that visited the other day. Um, <laughs> they don't like it when we're pushing all this needy energy at them and we want them to come and sit on our laps. They, we're like instant uh, fly repellent to them when we come from a neediness. So as you were saying earlier, how you rehabbed your, your pup, to just go about your day, but keep them in your mind and just keep sending love and sending healing and sending peace and just getting on with it. They get to choose. So I suppose that's, that's really what we're saying too, is giving them the power of choice. That's the oh. mindful regard to say, let's do this through inspiration, through play, through, um, through wanting to do it, not forcing them to do it. And that really, I think, is the, is the power of, of trust, is saying, are you with me? Do you Sarah- want to do this? Can we do this? Sarah Jane, I can't believe we've got 60 seconds left. I could talk to you forever. Sarah <laughs> Jane Perel, 
known as the trust doctor, integrative <laughs> functional medicine practitioner at accessyourtruenature.com. You can connect with her on Facebook and all her social media, watch her Facebook live series. And that's the one I was on where she said my cats came to visit. No, I didn't get to go to Johannesburg. Uh, <laughs> it was over our Facebook live uh, interview. And that's accessyourtruenature.com, accessyourtruenature.com. And thank you everyone for hanging out with me on Mind Body Pause, holistic living for you and your animals. I'm Charlie Kale. Check out my Reiki business, Energy Healing for People and Pause, for in-person or distant healing sessions for people or animals at charliekale.com, C-H-A-R-L-Y-K-A-Y-L-E.com. And you can find past shows on there as well and on my page at Empower Radio as well. So please connect with me on social media too. And special thanks to Brent Carey, the CEO of Empower Radio, and my producer, Remy Smith, for both of their undying support and ability to be so uplifting. Sarah Jane, got to have you on again. I love you, girl. <laughs> love you back. So take care and remember, no matter what's going on with your animals, don't beat yourself up thinking you could have done better because you are doing the best you can. They know it. They chose you anyway, and they love you for it. Mind Body Pause is a guilt-free zone. See you next time. Victoria Moran. Since we launched the Main Street Vegan podcast back in 2012, lots more people have discovered the way that moving in a vegan direction can infuse our lives with vitality, spirituality, and compassion. My guests are experts on every aspect of making this work in your real life and our real world. Join us for Main Street Vegan here on mindbodyspirit.fm.